0: Tune in to the twice monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Svek. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own i am not an investment advisor i am simply talking about what i'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes Saturday, october 30th 2021 i was in the gas station yesterday or gas stop, whatever it's called today. And uh, my gas was uh, $75 to fill up my Volkswagen. Now, normally it was about 45 or 50 before we saw the recent uh, price hikes. So what's the value of a liter of gasoline or a gallon if you're in the United States? And this, this is all about how we assess value. Because many people go around today talking about being value investors. And, and I think that's kind of the camp I'm in. So the question is, how do we assess value? When you look at the price of a home, let's take the price of a house. How, is the, how would you assess the value of a home? How do you, if you're, in the, if you're in the market to buy or sell? If you're in the market to buy, buy a house, how do you know what the true value of that house is? How do you assess it? Now, unfortunately today, most people listen to their agents or look at the price and look at what other comparable houses are selling today. And if you're going to buy a $250,000 house, we'll just use that number as an example, which is hard to find today if, if it's even available. Um, you ask yourself, well, what is those comparable house or comps as they're called? What has it sold recently? And that really gives you, some people think, an idea of value. I disagree. I think comps have nothing to do with value when you're buying something. When you're buying something, whether it be a cup of coffee, whether it be a house or a stock, I think you have to dig deeper than that. So let's let's take that $250,000 house just for the sake of a discussion. The first question you have to ask yourself is, what is the actual value of the material in that house, or the cost of that material? So, if I were going to build that house today, what would it cost me? So, the cost per square foot is something that that has, you know, there's a piece of information there that might help you. Not that that is the true value, but it will give you some idea of the value. Um, and then. With that, you would also have to look at the cost of the land that the house is sitting on because that also has value. And then from that, you would take away the depreciation. So if it has old, an old roof, old windows, old furnaces, um, heating and cooling, all that kind of thing, and then you would come up with a replacement cost. You say, okay, today, if I were to build that house, this is what it would cost me and the furniture and all of that. Um, and whatever number, say say that house is being sold for 250,000 and the replacement cost on that house would be 350. So if you're just gonna go in there tomorrow and build it, does that matter? Well, even 350 may not make any sense because if you're an income investor, you're going to look at the value based on how much income does that building produce. So if the building costs $250,000 and it's going to produce let's say a $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year, it's roughly a 5% return. So as a value investor, you may look at that and say, that's just not adequate, I have to get 10%. So you're going to have to look at what the value of that house should be for you to get the kind of return. Now, one simple thing to think about is that value always fluctuates. So right dead in the middle would be a bang on value. So you you believe the house is worth two hundred fifty thousand and it's selling for two hundred fifty thousand. So that would be sort of where you know the value is spot on. Unfortunately, when it comes to people, two things happen: people overshoot or people undershoot. So people believe something's worth significantly more than it is, and that's usually the case for most things. Or people will believe that things are worth a great deal less than you do, which is where they're mispriced, and that's where you pick up a bargain. So if that $250,000 house, which is for sale for that number, you believe has a value of 150, obviously you're not gonna buy it, but if you do your analysis and you believe that that house is actually worth 450 or 400 or even 350 then obviously it's underpriced, which is a very rare event or rare occurrence and you therefore would probably purchase that thing it is very rare to find great value at any time and we see that right now it's especially difficult to find good value so being a value investor means you have to wait a long time often before you find something that is worth buying. And secondly, you know it just takes time. That once you buy something at the right price, eventually things will correct and the true value of that house will be your profit. If you're a long-term hold investor, the income from that will, will result. So today as we look at what's happening, I think we see, I know a few months ago when, you know, we're into the really crazy bubble pricing on houses. People said, well, you have to offer right away. You have to offer above asking because other people are gonna offer more and if you don't offer, you'll never get a house. And the government got involved and said, it's not fair. People shouldn't have to offer 50 times to get a house. Well, it's not unusual if we're in a market where there are opportunities to offer 10, 20, 30 times before an offer is accepted and then often 30, 40, 50% of the time, in due diligence, we walk. So the idea that it's you know, that the first time you see something, you should buy it, and if you don't get it, there's an injustice, is really ignorance to the process of value investing. So if you truly are a value investor, you're going to think about a number of things, including you know, stop for a minute before you buy anything and ask yourself, what is the true value of this? How do you assess that value? So then you dig down deeper and you try to understand what's in front of you. And unfortunately, as we do this today, we find very few opportunities in real estate. And we also find very few opportunities in equities. That's just my two cents. So if you're a value investor, think about what that means, how you assess it. Uh, In real estate, it could be replacement cost. it could be construction cost plus the land, minus depreciation. It could be the um, income approach, where you're assessing the value of a building based on the income it produces, and you may believe that unless it's above a 10% return, it's not value, there's no value for you. It's highly overpriced. I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. Have a look at this as you look at very overpriced assets today, because this may save you when it comes to something that may be happening down the road someday, or maybe not. Have a great one. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's awesound.com.